Hi, Beth Girl here today with Dr. Karen Bradley. I'm super excited to be able to interview her. She's a former president of the Women's Veterinary Leadership Development Initiative, what we often call WVLDI. So Dr. Bradley, first of all, a huge thank you for taking the time to do this interview today. Oh, absolutely. Thrilled to do it. So do you mind just giving us a little bit of background about who you are and what your passion is? Well, I'm a small animal veterinarian in Vermont, and I've been a veterinarian for 20 years now. It seems hard to believe. And I became active in sort of our what people like to call organized veterinary medicine, basically my state VMA association, probably when I was only about six years out of school, particularly because one of the practice owners at my practice emphasized how important it was. And from there, got active in our national, obviously, the AVMA. And what I've found is that it is very rewarding for me to step into those leadership roles. I've absolutely grown and I'm better in the clinic and I, with my employees and my staff and my partners and I'm better with my clients. With those communication skills and leadership skills I've developed, I'm really glad I got active there. It's a return on investment that I realized needed to be, we need more women there. And so the WVLDI, some people will call it Wivaldi, pretty much came out of recognizing that need about, gosh, it was probably about three years ago now. And then do you mind just telling me what the mission is of uh, your organization? So the mission is very short. It's to support women in seeking and achieving leadership, policy, and decision-making positions within all areas of professional veterinary activity. And that decision-making position, to me, is the important piece because that can be in a clinic, that can be in an organized association, that could be in a corporate setting, There's that could be in academia. There's so many places where we need women at the table where the decisions are made that impact all the other people in the profession. It's so important because even when I attend some of the key veterinary business meetings nowadays, you're right, despite the fact that you know veterinary medicine is 60 to 70% to 80% female now, there is definitely a lack of representation of women at the top level. Um, can you tell me specifically what WVLDI is doing to help support that? I know you guys have some student organizations in some of the veterinary schools too. Yes, and they're independent. They are grassroots started on their own. So, you know, what really prompted this was about three years ago, I was actually finishing my seventh year, going into my eighth year, which would be the last of my service in the House of Delegates for AVMA. And I realized that in that time, we had gone from 25% female to 30% female. We really weren't changing to, you know, represent the membership even. AVMA is 56% female. So you'd think the House of Delegates would sort of reflect that. SAVMA, House of Delegates often has. So I thought, you know, I'm not doing enough. What am I doing to turn around to others, support them, sponsor them, mentor them, network with them, which women can maybe not do as well as men sometimes. And I had the good fortune of meeting some like-minded people from all over our profession. Some were in academia, like Eleanor Green and Valerie Reagan. Some were active in our associations, like Doug Aspros, Stacey Pritt, Lori Teller. And then some up-and-comers, like Rachel Cesar, who you know basically started the Multicultural Veterinary Association that's an online group. So the really diverse group that came together, and then, of course, Don Smith and Julie Cumble had already started getting out and talking about this topic of women leaders in our profession. So we came together and said, well, we don't want to start an association. There's been a women's veterinary member WVA association that actually sort of sunsetted itself. 
what we need is just to be an initiative and our current strategic goals are to sort of build the diversity and the leadership capacity by sort of promoting individual success for women across the veterinary community. We have lots of subsets to that for face-to-face -face meetings to working on professional and personal development that we can help offer, whether it's lectures at a conference. Networking events at conferences have been really helpful. We've had a lot of individuals walk away from those with tools they could use and people they had networked in to help their personal success. The other is, of course, supporting women who want to seek leadership opportunities and kind of don't know where to start. There's a lot of us that are very, just contact me, we help with their resume, their nomination forms, hook them into people we know that can help champion their cause, and then, of course, develop partnerships in veterinary medicine with groups who also care about this. You know, there's some of our veterinary corporations who are looking at themselves, turning that lens there and saying, we want more diversity in our leadership and we don't have it. And they're turning to us and help partner with, well, what can we do together to encourage our women employees? And the first is really to say that you want them at the, at the leadership table. That's a huge, huge step right there. That's fantastic. And, you know, when I look at your leadership board and some of your board members, it's so great to see some of the key male leaders also in support of the Women's Veterinary Leadership Development Initiative. So I think that's fantastic. I also love how you guys have great content on your blogs. You have free webinars, things like that. Can you tell me um, how someone could potentially get involved? Absolutely. I mean, the main thing is to follow us. We do have a website that's pretty good. And I have to shout out to Beyond Indigo because they did that for us and donated their service. They're one of our sponsors and they're great. But the other is Facebook. You know, there's so many of us on Facebook, but our Facebook page is where we put out the most information. We do also put it out to Twitter and we have an Instagram that's a little bit used but pretty much the Facebook following. We used to have it as a closed group and we realized, you know, the page is much more accessible for everybody and people can actually post and it can get posted there or cross post. So yes, absolutely getting these messages out. And we like to look at things across the profession, you know, not just our profession, but outside things about women in STEM fields, period. Things about how we encourage daughters. And, and like you mentioned, our male champions is absolutely the biggest, biggest thing we can have because it's men and women working together for the better of the field to have this diversity of gender. So we do need men that care about this and, and absolutely we should do all those kudos and shout outs there. Most progress that we get are, and most of us who are pretty high in, in veterinary leadership can point to the male mentors or sponsors we've had that have really helped us get where we need to be. And I see that under your resources and on your blog at WBLDI, you have some great webinars in terms of like team communication, what to keep, what to give away, how to become a better public speaker, which I think is really important, really for anyone. I do know that you guys uh, sometimes will have some of your board members talk on topics at conferences on work-life balance and, you know, with the whole movement of lean in. What are your like top couple of tips on how to balance being a female leader in veterinary medicine, potentially owning a clinic, and being able to manage work-life balance at the same time? Oh, it's absolutely probably one of the hottest topics because, you know, depending on where we are in our career, male or female, it can just feel overwhelming. Like, how can we do everything that we're trying to do? And we do get out and do topics on it. I have to shout out uh, our webinars that we've just started. We definitely want to keep going and have them be accessible and short. And Rebecca Rose and her Catalyst group have helped us with that. With the 
presentations we do, that is one of the biggest ones that people like to talk about. And the first we like to tell people is, you know, accepting, I always call it, the DVM is de facto leadership. When you are granted that veterinary degree, you were basically granted a role as a leader. You're a leader every single day that you work, no matter what setting you work in. You are leading your team. You are leading a client through a decision-making process. You are leading with your peers when you collaborate on a case. So you're already a leader. And so recognizing that you, you already have those skills and you're cultivating them every day. When you're trying to find room in your life for, gosh, how can I volunteer for a, a board or a committee? Or how can I decide to, yes, be a practice owner, whether it's part of a practice or owning it all together. The biggest tip I have is trying to analyze what you do. There's a great resource out there that you can look up on the internet that has you keep track, and I think there's an app even, where you can keep track of everything you do in a day, and then analyze it after a couple days, and you'll often find you are spending time on things that don't have a good return on investment. You know, perhaps it's time that you spent writing up charts that you could improve your efficiency, having templates, not being such a perfectionist about those charts, but some of the ways that you can streamline and cut and work smarter, not harder, to free up more time in your day. Perhaps it's little tips or tricks that you can find that are, you know, making your home life easier, whether it's kids, things that they need to do so that they're ready for school the next day. One friend said, have them get their lunch ready the night before or let them sleep in their clothes. And I love that one. But the other is when you analyze that time, you might be wasting time. Perhaps you're binge watching a TV show or you're not getting enough sleep. When you really look at it and say, I'd like to find time, if you do that, I think you find the time to carve out for something that you're going to get a more rewarding return on investment. And in practice ownership, I'm very passionate about getting women to want to do that and inspiring them to do it. If you can reach out to family and friends that have expertise, perhaps in accounting, or other practice owners that you know from classmates to people you know, maybe through social media, and ask them how they did it, they can often share little tips and tricks that really helped you. There's so many of them, and they're ready to help you. Absolutely. I always believe, you know, don't reinvent the wheel when it comes to working smarter <laughs> versus working harder. And, right. I, you know, it's so hard to balance. I, I really struggle with work-life balance too. But my general philosophy is if it's less than your hourly rate, don't do it. Outsource it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so life is too short. You want to focus on things that spark joy. So excellent. Where can we find some more information? Do you mind just mentioning your website and your Facebook group again? Absolutely. We've shortened it. So WVLDI.org. Or actually, if you search women veterinarian, we come up that way too. And definitely find us on Facebook and our website. And pretty much on our Facebook group, actually, some of our most recent presentations are actually live streamed there. So you can actually watch them, skip ahead, and get some of these tips that we've talked about in more detail. And some of them are pretty fun. We actually, we talk about work-life balance. We talk about the difficulties and biases you can face as a women leader. And we do it in a fun setting. I hope people will check it out and enjoy it. It sounds like an awesome free resource out there that everyone, whether or not you're male or female, should should definitely view. Dr. Bradley, thank you so much for taking the time to do the Spec Girl podcast. And we look forward to meeting you in person one of these days at these conferences. Absolutely. Thank you.